Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday morning, there's a news and analysis episode, which condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a crisp 15-minute summary. There are also regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world and to explore ideas that prepare you for what's coming next and give you something to think about. All right, in this standalone episode, I'll be reading an essay titled The Relationship Between Hardship, Struggle, and Meaning. I think the best thing to happen to America was a massive influx of people with the immigrant mentality, TM. A lot of people say immigrants are great, especially near San Francisco where I live, but they rarely complete the sentence with an explanation of why they believe that. I'm sure there's a literature on this with some formal designations, but but based on what I've read and experienced, there are a few key attributes of the immigrant mentality that I'll try to capture here. First, they are thankful to be in the receiving country because they acknowledge that it's offering something not found where they came from. Second, they're extremely hard workers and assume that it'll be hard to get the jobs that they're trying to get and are willing to compete for them by working even harder. Third, they're extremely resilient to hardship and simply get back up when they get knocked down. If they lose a job, they move on to the next one. They keep trying and they keep succeeding. And fourth, they tend not to complain about how hard things are, usually because they've seen much harder situations where they came from. As we've gone through this pandemic, I've been thinking a lot about mental toughness, and not just for people during this very strange 2020, because yeah, there's a lot going on right now, but even before then, with Americans in general. According to the American Psychological Association, the rate of individuals reporting symptoms consistent with major depression in the last 12 months, and this was from back in March 2019, increased 52% in adolescents from 2005 to 2017, from 8.7% to 13.2%, and 63% in young adults age 18 to 25 from 2009 to 2017 from 8.1% to 13.2%. And again, that's before the pandemic. I've known a lot of immigrants in my life. And while I know the plural of anecdote is not data, I generally don't see or even hear of too many depressed immigrants. Sad immigrants, yes. They're often separated from their families and they're lonely. Overworked, absolutely. Stressed, 100%. But those feelings, while negative, are not the same as depression. My loose hypothesis here is that people with the immigrant mentality, TM, are resistant to depression because hardship and drive function as a depression vaccine. I think this is why so many Americans are depressed, because they have not experienced hardship and they therefore lack any drive. 
We can see something like this, or at least related, by looking at the attainment levels of immigrants versus their children and then their grandchildren. This generational gap is covered extensively in many books, but I think this New Republic piece captures it well. They say, The longer immigrant children live in this country, the worse on average their health, their attitude, and their school performance. What's more, with each subsequent generation, immigrant children do worse and worse. On average, first-generation children function at significantly higher levels than do typical American-born children. But by the third generation, that advantage is gone. Unquote. I think people who have purpose or drive naturally produce meaning when they face adversity. Or perhaps meaning is the natural exhaust of drive colliding with adversity and low-level suffering. And the flip side of that is that depression could be the exhaust of a lack of drive colliding with a world of many options. I imagine a tiny trickle of water being weakly pushed down a 10-foot pipe versus a massive stream of water being forced at high pressure through a tiny nozzle. The first stream of water is barely noticeable as a dribble, whereas the second can cut through metal. So it's not only the water pressure that propels the water at high speed, it's also the clear and actually restricted path that it must take. Immigrants are that high-pressure water nozzle. They know what they want or what they need to achieve, which is usually a steady job, shelter, and the stability to safely start a family. That's the pressure. That's the drive. And the restricted nozzle is the fact that many immigrants have only one trade. Perhaps they build things, or they cook, or they clean houses, or they do information technology. But it's not as if most can relax and open an art gallery and spend some time exploring themselves. They have a trade, and they are driven to get work doing that thing as quickly as possible. The reasons that so many multi-generational Americans are upset, depressed, angry, and are overdosing on drugs are obviously numerous. It's a multivariate problem. It's not one thing for sure. But I think a big part of it comes down to the lack of hardship, the lack of struggle, and the lack of appreciation for how easy it actually is to live in the U.S. compared to most of the world. Perhaps everyday meaning comes from an equation something like this. Hardship or struggle produces drive and goals, which combine with struggle or adversity, which result in meaning. Hardship struggle produces drive goals, which combine with struggle or adversity, which result in meaning. In this model, hardship and struggle would come from serious things like not having a place to live in your previous country, or having seen your parents go hungry so you could eat, or having experienced hunger yourself. Driving goals could be anything from determination to never feel that hunger again, or to make sure your kids never experience it, to wanting to become a famous musician or a lawyer. Adversity is similar to hardship, except it's the constant grind. It's not the hardship you faced in the past that gave you your drive, but rather the opposing force that makes you have to push every day to avoid being crushed. 
U.S. immigrants, especially from Mexico, have this. It's never-ending for them. Many of them had rough lives back at home, and they're here to better themselves and their families through hard work. They have the origin story that gave them the fire, and they have the daily and mandatory grind that keeps them afloat. This is why they can experience meaning in a good meal, a good beverage, and spending time with friends. I think many multi-generational Americans have simply had it too good for too long. It's not their fault, and it's not their parents' fault. It's hard to impose hardship on children when you went through it yourself. The inclination is to do the exact opposite, actually, to shield them from that and to make things easier for them. It's counterintuitive that the adversity that you face as a parent might be exactly what is needed to build the strongest character in the child. Think about the slow water versus the giant pipe again. That's what so many American teens seem like today. They've had an easy path their whole lives. They've never been cold. They've never been hungry. They've never felt deeply or consistently unsafe. They've never been denied an education. They've had it good. And that produces the slow trickle of a small amount of water, which is drive. Then... They're told by everyone and the media that they can be anything. Oh, great. Thanks. So I have no interest in anything, no passion for anything, no idea what I should feel passion about. And your wisdom is to tell me that my options are limitless. For someone with no direction, being told that they can go anywhere really just makes it worse. I think this is why so many Americans are struggling with a lack of meaning. It's not the driven people who are grinding through long days and nights to get their master's degree so they can go become whatever, an archaeologist, which they've always wanted to do, that are hurting. They're sleep-deprived and exhausted and stressed about money or whatever, but they're not as likely to be depressed. It's the directionless that we need to worry about, especially the ones with, quote-unquote, lots of options. Far too many of them are unable to produce a steady flow of water at a useful pressure level. Instead, you end up with a giant abandoned water pipe that's swampy to walk through. People like that are open to anything that will get the water moving in volume. Anything to either increase their passion and drive or to focus it into a tight stream. Again, the cure for depression seems not to be the achieving of goals but just having some that you care about. If you have goals and the drive to achieve them, adversity is often the final ingredient that you need to have meaning. Adversity in that situation tells you that you're doing the right thing. You're heading in the right direction. But the same adversity applied when you have nothing to push back against it can feel like a smothering blanket. I think if we are going to have any chance of a long-lasting civilization, We must learn how to imbue our youth with the memory of hardship. We must teach kids somehow what it's like to struggle so that they can develop their own drive and therefore their own potential for meaning. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how you imbue basic hardship and striving skills into young people when they live in a society where everything is easy. I suppose the easy answer is to create an environment in which everything is not easy, removing social media, making them go without certain things, 
constantly teaching history of previous hardships, and having them work hard for seemingly small wins. I suppose that works, and I think we've all seen that work for some families. But it seems very difficult. Most parents are so busy trying to make their own lives work that they don't have the time to create this falsely difficult, sterile environment for their own kids. And this is especially difficult if all your kids' peers have lives that pierce this false necessity or this false training environment and show that it's artificial. Anyway, it's definitely something that we have to solve. The path to meaning is having long-term goals that you're driven to accomplish. If we don't learn this lesson and figure out how to imbue our children with it, we will end up repeating massive cycles like the following. We will have war resulting from people forgetting what hardship looks like. We will have a couple of generations after that war of great people who now appreciate life and they live pretty well for a little while. Then, two to three generations after that, we'll have people increasingly taking advantage of the good life and just not appreciating it. And that's exactly where we are in the cycle now. And finally, it just repeats again. War resulting from people forgetting what hardship looks like. We must do better. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. The show is supported directly by people like you so that none of us have to deal with advertisements. And if that appeals to you, please consider subscribing at danielmiesler.com slash subscribe. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter so you can get the text version of every episode. We'll see you next time.